Trusty only payment solution developed for attorneys and recommended by 47 state bars. LawPay. The ABA is concerned that Americans don't know how their government works or what their rights mean. To fully understand the scope of the problem, the association asked 1,000 people questions from the U.S. naturalization test in the first comprehensive survey of its kind. I'm Amanda Robert, and I'm a special guest host of today's episode of the ABA Journal's Asked and Answered. We're talking with President Bob Carlson about the survey of civic literacy and its most significant findings. Hi, Bob. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Amanda. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? Very well, thanks. Good. So I think a good place to start is with the reasons for the survey. Why did the ABA think that this was an important thing to do now? Well, I think that the reason behind the survey was we do have a public education division who sponsors activities such as Law Day and also other aspects of civics education. And we were concerned or wondering what the public actually knows about civics and the government and how the government works. And the way to figure that out is to get a baseline. And the way to do that is to get a survey. So we commissioned a survey where we asked a thousand adults ages 18 and older questions that you would expect to see if you were taking a naturalization examination to become a citizen of this country. Mm -hmm. And because our theme for Law Day this year was free speech and a free press, we added some questions on those topics as well. So the results were released last Wednesday on Law Day. Why was that significant? We thought it was significant because of some of the questions that dealt with the Law Day topic on free speech and free press, but also Law Day is uh, a day when we try to encourage lawyers uh, to get into their communities and cooperate with state and local bars to put on programming concerning topics of interest with respect to civics education. And this year, it's surrounded a couple of parts, free speech and free press of the First Amendment, and felt that it was a good time to release the results of the survey on a day when we're concentrating on just that, civics education. Okay. And I saw the questions um, and was curious, how did you decide which ones to include in the survey? Well, I did not make that decision. I'm not exactly sure how it was, but it looked to me in looking at the questions, the 18, I think, questions that were asked, they were Mm -hmm. pretty representative of a general broad base of knowledge that we would expect an adult member of the United States public would have. And so the questions were, I don't think the questions were limited to just people who are U.S. citizens. I think they were uh, a representative sampling of the United States public. And most of the questions, as my understanding, were taken actually from the the naturalization test. Uh, and they were put together by our the ABA's media relations and strategic communication staff. And the questions do, when you look at them, they sort of hit a broad variety of, of topics that are everybody really should know about. Right. Okay. What would you say were some of the most surprising findings related to the civics knowledge part of the survey? Well, I think the biggest surprise was that of the 1,000 people surveyed, only 6% got every question right out of the 18 questions. So that shows that we have quite a bit more work to do in the process. There was another somewhat surprising thing, although 89% of the people correctly answered that the phrase, we the people, was the first three words of the United States Constitution. 8% indicated that those were the first 
three words of the Pledge of Allegiance, which is a little uh, a little unnerving because you would think that everybody would know that we the people is the U.S. Constitution because it's one of the phrases mm-hmm. that's repeated all the time. So that was right. a little surprising. There was also a little bit of a surprise with respect to people's knowledge on who the current Chief Justice of the United States is. While 49% uh, got it right that Chief Justice John Roberts is the chief, 23% thought uh, Justice Ginsburg was the chief, and 16% thought that Justice Thomas was the chief. So again, we have quite a bit of work to do in that area. Right, I agree. I also thought it was interesting, the findings related to the Declaration of Independence itself and what that does. Well, it's good that 77% got it correct, that declared our nation's independence. But, you know, one in 10 uh, said it uh, freed the slaves in Confederate states. That um, That's an interesting thing. And 7% thought it declared our nation's independence from France. So, again, pretty good numbers, but we can obviously do better. Hello, listeners. This is the ABA Journal's Lee Rawls, cutting in so we can take a quick break to hear a message from our sponsors. Did you know that attorneys who accept online payments get paid 39% faster on average than those using traditional payment methods? With LawPay, the only payment solution offered through the ABA Advantage program, you can accept client payments online, via email, or in person, no equipment needed. Visit lawpay.com slash podcast to sign up and get your first three months free. Welcome back, listeners. We now continue our program already in progress. Okay. Were there any positive findings? Anything that you thought showed that Americans are headed in the right direction? Well, yeah, I think that there there were. The good news was that 95% do know that the highest court in the United States is the United States Supreme Court. 93% know that there are two chambers of Congress, the House and the Senate. And okay. frankly, back to the Constitution, 89% do realize that we the people are the first three words. And I think it also was good that 78% understood that the phrase, the rule of law, means that no one is above the law. Uh, and I think that that's a good sign in the United States. Uh, the other one is that the vast majority of people, 80% or 81%, said that people should be able to publicly criticize the president and other government leaders uh, if they don't agree And 80% think that individuals and groups have the right to request information and records from the government. And finally, since we're doing free speech and a free press, 75% believe that the government should not be able to prevent the news media from reporting on political protests. So those were all very positive. Okay, that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit, was the survey also assessing the public's thoughts on the First Amendment. Why was that important? Well, it was important for two reasons, because it's the First Amendment, and it has a number of parts that really are important in terms of freedoms that we are entitled to living in this country. Uh, And it's important to make sure that everybody understands that it is their right and their obligation to be well-informed and to be able to speak their mind with respect to whether they agree or disagree with the policies of a particular administration or other government leaders. And that the it's a realization, too, that the press is an important role, plays an important role in providing that information 
to the people so that they can make informed decisions. And the understanding that the government should not control the press is critical to the framework of our society and our institutions. So those were definite reasons to ask these questions, particularly since the theme of Law Day was free speech, free press, free society. That makes sense. Were there any other findings related to the First Amendment that you were surprised by? Well, the, it continues to be a little bit of a surprise, the number of people who think that it's not protected speech for burning a flag in protest, something that's been established since 1989, but 54% incorrectly believe or reported that the First Amendment does not permit that type of political protest. And so that was a little disconcerting uh, because it's been a something that's been talked about uh, along for, well, literally since 1989, <laughs> right. uh, and clearly a right that is protected. Hopefully it will show that the importance of having that protected right means that you can protest. And while I may not agree that you should burn a flag personally, the First Amendment is very broad and protects that type of speech. Uh, so something that might upset me is protected, so it opens it up for differing ideas and differing viewpoints to be discussed politely and rationally in society. I wanted to ask about the flag burning. Why do you think people don't know or didn't know that that is protected by the First Amendment? I just think that um, not so much that they did or didn't know that uh, they don't think it's right. And so okay. when you look at that, uh, I think it's, I don't agree with it. So, you know, I don't support it. And so that sort of maybe colors your response. It's hard, to, it's hard to know since I didn't talk to any of the people personally that responded. Mm -hmm. uh, but from my perspective, right. uh, it definitely is one of those things that um, people differ about strongly. But the Supreme Court, you know, it's the precedent has been there for, what is it now, 89, so 30 years. Mm -hmm. So now that we have this survey and we have a better understanding of the gaps in the public's knowledge on history and government, what does the ABA plan to do with this information? Well, I think the Public Education Division and the Media Relations Group are still looking at the results and trying to figure out what programs that we work with or work on need to be maybe retooled or tinkered with so that we can develop an educational plan or program that will assist in bringing these answers and assist in people having a better understanding and a better get better results on the next civic literacy exam, which I believe we're planning to run again next year. That was another question I had for you is, does the ABA plan to repeat this survey? Yes, our plans are to make this survey an annual event. And we are going to ask the same first 15, I believe, questions that come from the naturalization exam on every survey. And then we're going to add an additional three or four questions that key into the particular theme of Law Day for the given year. So this year we added, uh, I think, three or four questions concerning the topic, which was free speech, free press, free society. Next year, we're going to, the topic's going to be surrounding the 19th Amendment to the Constitution, guaranteeing women the right to vote, and we will add some questions on that topic. And going forward each year, we'll continue to build on it. That way, we'll have a good okay. base of knowledge and be able to measure how we're doing, where we're making improvement, where we need to continue to work. That's great. 
Okay. And then just back real quick, when you mentioned the programs in the ABA that deal with this subject matter, what are some of those currently? Well, we have the public education does, uh, it's a year-long effort on WADE, not just, and it just isn't one day, but it's a year-long effort planning, uh, events planning, the information of the educational materials around the theme that generally gets uh, chosen by the person who's going to be president of the American Bar Association for next law day. Uh, I think next law day's theme is the 19th Amendment, the amendment that guaranteed women's right to vote. And it's, I believe, the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment. And we also have programs that work directly with high school teachers. We work with other civics uh, organizations to put together programming for high school teachers. We also have programs that work with the state and local bars to discuss both Law Day and other ways that lawyers can help out in their communities or encourage uh, their communities to participate in civics education, both from high school or middle school student perspective, but also from adult education. All right. And then just last question for you. In general, what do you think can be done to improve Americans' civic literacy? Well, I think it starts really in middle school and and high school. We need to return government, political science, whatever you want to call it, education, civics education is the broad term, to make it a requirement in the schools. It's, It's important that people are informed about how their government works, informed about how important it is that the Constitution is protected and defended, that the Bill of Rights are protected and defended, and that it's everybody's duty to be informed. And as we've said often the last several months, democracy is not a spectator sport, but in order to know how to play, you need to know how what the rules are. And better civics education in middle school and high school will get us there. So the more informed we are, the better we're going to be. Well, thanks, Bob, for joining us. We also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you liked what you heard today, please subscribe, rate, and review us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting app. We'll see you next time for another episode of ABA Journal's Asked and Answered.